When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. 60 years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. The Isuzu MUX is born to tow. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. Welcome to NRL Crunch Time. This is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil. Over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience. Visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. Welcome back to our listeners across the SEN network. Remember, you can join the conversation throughout today's show. Call one 1170 text 0457-736-736. My name is Jaleesa Raps. I am with Stephen O'Keefe and Steve Philp, the two Steves. What's happening, you weak gutted dogs? Uh, <laughs> you're all You're all good. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I just thought we uh, might as well just get I'm into sort it, of, eh? Sort of, it I'm sounds sort of like... so nice coming from you, though. Oh, You're such it... a lovable character that I just can't be offended. Uh, Cringing because I know it's true. Yes, well, <laughs> have you not been walking around all morning calling everyone a weak dog? It's been in my group chat. Uh, <laughs> one of my friends was trying to sell me a, a concert called... that he went to and uh, no one was getting in behind him. It was a gang of youths and I'm like, I really like him. But... Yeah. And he started to get a bit volatile and I said, You're just a weak Yes. Always have been. I've known you since a child. Always will be. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm now calling everybody in my life. Yeah, a bit weak. of road rage on the way to the studio. I wound the window down. I was like, you weak gutted dog. I've never heard of that before. Have Neither. you? No. Is that a thing? Or is this just a made up Was he slur? just, yeah, like, on the fly, was he just spitting out words, do yeah, you think? Yeah, and sort of... it's, no, because it seemed planned. Because obviously in those presses, you have time to mm. plan. And he looked very cool and calm and collected. Mm. So he was a... Look, and it was it wasn't just off the cuff. Like that was a horrible moment. It no. was I've known him since he was a child, <laughs> and I've known him now. Full stop. Take now, a deep breath. He's a weak gutted yeah. dog. Now, what if something? What if what if someone's just woken up? They've had a big like Saturday night. And they've got no idea what we're talking about. We probably should yeah, explain. Let's get some context. Okay, so um, Ricky Stewart uh, basically in his press conference, he had a lot to say about Jamin Salmon. Um, so he was put on report for lashing out with his boots at the Raiders defenders, Tom Starling. Um, and he called him a weak gutted dog. So, um, maybe we should hear the audio. Yeah. (laughs) Fisher Harris taps their their accidents, you know, and and in this collision game, I understand that, but you know, where Salmon kicked Tommy, he he don't on. And I've had history with that kid. I know that kid very well. He's, he was a weak gutted dog as a kid. And he hasn't changed now. He's a weak gutted dog person now. Ricky referred to Jamin as, as a weak gutted dog. Is that, how do you respond to those comments? I don't think I need to respond to those comments. You know, I know what Jamin's like, and you know, you know what he's valuable in our club, and we love him. So that's all that matters to us. So that uh, second bit of audio that you heard was Ivan Cleary uh, responding to. Um, he obviously went second in the press conference and responding to that with a pretty dignified way. I, I mean. He said he calls him a he was a weak gutted dog as a kid. You're calling a child, yeah, a weak gutted 
dog. It's since come out that this is beef from like a, when they were 11 or something. The yeah. kids were 11. I'd I mean, like to get some more context. Well, so Ricky has released a statement um, saying, I regret saying what I did on that platform after the game. I was speaking as a father and not as a football coach. My reaction was to a family situation that I thought I'd dealt with. Clearly, I haven't. Thanks, Captain Obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I allowed my emotions to get the better of me. And for that, I am sorry. There is a history between Jamin, Salman and my family that I will not go into. I should not have brought it up after the game, but it just got the better of me. I'm truly sorry that I've caused my family and the game unwarranted attention. Now, um, Denny Widler was on the post-match um, coverage on Channel 9 last night and initially had said that he spoke to uh, Ricky Stewart straight afterwards and that Ricky wasn't backing down from those comments. So he's obviously calmed down a little bit overnight and uh, now has... <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, in, in all seriousness, this is disgraceful. <laughs> this is about as bad as it gets for a press conference and, and in the NRL just, uh, as a Raiders fan, I'm just like, oh, I'm so sick of it. I'm just so sick of it. I'm sick of the whining over ref calls. I'm sick of like, just win games. This is just a classic distraction that, uh, you know, of let, don't talk about the team's performance. It just, you know, instead this gets talked about and the team's been playing great. And Ricky's the coach, so the, he's obviously been doing a good job. And then he seems to derail it, like it just. Yeah. Like I know they got beat last night. Mm. Penrith yeah, they're on a great really run. Well. Seven, that's seven wins from ten games. They're mm. still uh, questionably in the finals hunt. They've got to get. Good, they're basically got to get two games off on the Roosters. Yeah. In the in the next four. And weeks. they can do that. They, they, they can win the next four straight because they do have a really good run home. In they my do. Opinion. And the Roosters is hard. Absolutely. Um, I've done the ladder predictor and they're in my age. So, but then I would say this uh, on a side and play devil's advocate. Do, do you not appreciate when you sit here and hear a coach be candid in those moments? I don't necessarily agree with the ref bashing and the bunker bashing. It gives, it drives me up the wall every game hearing about it. But when a coach comes out and he's that candid in that context, now I don't know what the situation is, <laughs> but I kind of don't mind turning in with a popcorn yeah. and going, Come on, Ricky. What have you yeah. got this week oh, for us? Mate. He's a weak gutted dog kid, and I don't know the, the young fellow who's who's reportedly seeking legal advice for defamation. Which uh, I guess you could, because that, that does inflame me. I mean, I never heard it. Now that's what people think of him, and that does inflame or defame your character and, and your uh, opportunity of getting a job elsewhere. I guess maybe you could argue it was opinion. Yeah, he's obviously got some context, and he says he wants to leave it there. But unfortunately, you've got to play your hand now and, and explain what the context is because you yeah. can't call someone that and say, oh, I'm not telling you why. Yeah. I mean, and it's entertaining um, for sure. And it gives us all something to talk about, but it's a, a 23 year old is getting called a weak gutted dog by a 55 year old man. Yeah, you'd think you like, I, I just think, you know, and we don't know the context behind it. Maybe there is some really, I don't know. There's a really, it'd be interesting to know the context behind it. Maybe we would feel a little bit more sympathy towards Ricky, but I just think, you know, Kind of, you got to get a hold of yourself. What I found in interesting wasn't the weak gutted dog, but the weak gutted dog person, which I got confused with because <laughs> I thought this was him like sledging. But if you're a dog person, that means you like dogs, <laughs> right? Dog. Like, <laughs> oh, you're so, a dog. Like you're, so a, dog you're a fan. Person. Yeah, are you a dog uh, person? Uh, yeah, dog I love dogs. So I just dog. had this impression of Jamin Sal Salmon just being a lovely guy who likes walking dogs. If he wanted to <laughs> offend him, he could have called him a cat person, right? Oh, hey, 
Hey, I like cats. Yeah, well, I can tell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because you are nothing but a weak cutted person. person. Yeah, your hair's a little bit crazy. And, um, oh, thanks. 15 cats who never leave the house. Yeah. It, it, it sounds it, like my dream. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. And he could have said heaps of other things. Like, we've all had bad salmon. Right. Yeah. So, and they could have he could have gone down that road, yeah, you know, like it really a, could have been really wittyful with his pun, but instead he went the yeah the, the dog route, which that's is that's right. If you if you have so disappointing. <laughs> if he consulted maybe uh, an astute comedian over here, you could yeah. have written maybe. <laughs> you probably got about five or six different lines you'd like to yeah. use. <laughs> well, I don't know if you've seen this though. Um, Brook, Brooksy, the great Brooksy, Captain Brooks just sent a um, his Wick Jamie and Sam's Wikipedia page has been updated, and it says uh, born fourteenth of January nineteen oh nine is a weak gutted dog <laughs> and also a professional rugby league player. Like, I'm not making that up. If you jump That's on, on his I love, page. I love how uh, Wikipedia, you can just like, one, one day where myself and um, a colleague at work, um, we obviously work with Matt Burke, um, who is our presenter at work, and we just got on and started like randomly changing things in his Wikipedia page. <laughs> and then we sent it to him and we said, you idiots, you've changed the wrong Matt Burke. Oh! <laughs> yeah. There's two in rugby. Oh, that well, is Wikipedia. Really you can update willy nilly. You can yeah. just get in there and just yeah. And type away. Yeah, yeah you got you you'd have a good Wikipedia page. Going. Oh, I think there was a uh, back in the day. One of my mates wrote a, a little a, a paragraph about how well, saying my nickname was Whites, <laughs> and because I used to sleep in my Whites oh, before right. game, but it was completely false. And oh. just came up with all these sorts of. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to Wikipedia you right <laughs> yeah, now. Anyway, well, while any... you do that, we can talk about the Panthers <laughs> and the Raiders game. It was who's it was a hundredth game. Uh, for Dylan Edwards, who copped a he copped an absolute battering, like that was about as tough as I've ever seen for a footballer who's uh, been playing yeah this season. Um, well, did Jamin Salmon have a good game? Like was he, he did? Yeah, scored a try. Yeah, um, had a had a had a had a fantastic game. Scored a try. I mean, the kick was innocuous. I mean, if you watch it in the thing, it's not something you should be doing. He had his leg wedged uh, between the players' lunchbox, so it was in. <laughs> Uh, firmly, firmly in there. But we'll go into the game after de- a little bit in detail after the break. Can, but, I, uh, can I just go back? You want to go back to the Wikipedia? I want to go back okay. to your Wikipedia right. page right. for okay. a second. Go on. Go on. I haven't actually read a lot of it. Sure. Um, a lot of it's got to do it with It starts some... off with, and it's very unusual for a lot of athletes okay. to start with this right. bit. So you know how it's sub, it does sections, mm. like early life, like blah, blah, blah? Sure, yeah. Your first section is personal life. Yeah. Oh, probably yes. Probably because of being, yeah. I've been fine more than Ricky Stewart's about to get. <laughs> it doesn't start. It doesn't Ricky, start with Ricky, like... Ricky Stewart's got, I think, I think I read in the paper. You know they're tax deductible? It, it, uh, no, no. That No, the, the tax deduction with fines have to be on field. Oh, so really? Mine, because they occurred in public space, I couldn't go in. So I'm going to my account going, um, $30,000 worth of fines. At least that, she's like, no, Stephen, that's because you're a little shit. <laughs> you're, you're a weak kind of dog. You, you're a, <laughs> not a dog person. to pay yeah. it and extra, and I'm upping my fees because I have to sit in the same room with you what's, for the next hour. What's the worst thing that you've been called? Like Ricky's come out and he's had a crack at a player, which is unfair. You know, he could have probably done it in private. Have yeah. you been called anything? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Has your boss ever sat you down, oh, Jaleesa? And just so has Brooksy ever has your like as in as in a superior or someone uh, say like anyone, coach, any coach, coach equivalent? Yeah. No, see, I think probably what you don't understand, sock having not like having you are in that weird athlete space where you can mm. just call each other all kinds of names yeah. and there's no HR involved. Is that yeah. in the real world you can't there's actually HR, do that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So no one's actually. Uh, I'm sure I've been called a lot behind my back <laughs> at work. Yeah. Do you know what offends me? Like, I can be called the worst names in the world, but if you call me an idiot, 
I'm triggered. Like you really? could, yeah, you could call me. You could get real personal about my family, but if you go to me, shut up, idiot. Like I've got nothing. I'm like, oh wow, I'm done here. Like I'll call that's, up to that's, a ball. So that's triggering for you, it, yeah, idiot. Idiot. I'm just idiot. like, oh mate, it's a low bar. If this guy called me an idiot, I'm like, you don't want to be an idiot, right? Yeah. You don't want to be an idiot. I mean, I guess. Call in and let us know what you've been called. Um, but also yeah, call in and, in and tell us what you think about Ricky Stewart's comments yeah. and or what's the worst you've been called that yeah. we could yeah. actually read out on. Yeah, that we yeah. should read out. Well, that's the thing. I did a gig last night, right, for a um, real estate company in Manly, right? So it's their awards night. Oh, and nice. What? what yeah, not, Stone? not that nice. I don't want to name them because it, it, so corporate, <laughs> co- well, corporate comedy can be a very interesting thing, right? I've yeah. sat in a couple of Hit them or miss. Hit or miss. Absolutely. Yeah. Toss of a coin. You know, where are they at in the night? When I rocked up, they were flying. This, they were real estate agents. A lot of blokes with no socks. Have you ever noticed that? Like, this, yeah. they don't wear socks. Greasy haircuts, no. tight suits, yeah. driving cars that seem far too – like, it's almost like you are ripping me off driving around Man. that Maserati, <laughs> selling my one-bedroom apartment in Manly for $323,000. And they're just um, car yard salesmen who got lucky. You know, like the housing prices in Sydney went yeah. nuts. And they just were, oh, how lucky are we? We're in the right business, aren't yeah. we? Yeah. And so they told me to rip in um, to the gig. Now, what happened was the guy running it was a former Bachelor of the Year contestant, the guy who who um, was the boss of the, of the company. Right. So a very good-looking guy. And I'd been told he was good-looking. And right. when I met him, I was like, oh, very wow. subjective, though, isn't it? Those it, bachelor competitions. Yeah, probably. I mean, you just have to be – were you ba- were you a Bachelor of the Year? Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> a couple of times. Yeah, just, uh, well, there you go. No one, no one knows about them. Yeah, that was before the Bachelor was a thing. I did a poll around my uh, <laughs> family house and I, uh, I was the only single bloke. Yeah. Well, I was just about to get brought on the state. The bloke goes to me – um, introduced myself and said Steve Philp, and then there was a. They gave me some notes about someone in the crowd who, at the first time they had a function, vomited, and it's his birthday. Oh. So if you could mention that. So I go, what's his name? He goes, I don't know. He comes back and he goes, Philip Jutt, like Philip Jutt, and I'm thinking that that's the guy's name, right? Yeah. I get introduced as this. He goes, right from the Matty John show and um, supported Carl Barron last year. Give it up for Philip Jutt. So he introduces he, me. He was the guy Philip who vomited. Jutt. Oh, God. Oh. No, who's not even the guy that vomited. But now, like everyone, I Googled Philip Jutt. He's a Norwegian architect. So um, he's going to get the bad mail, not me. That is wild. Okay, well, we, is, we have more than oh. that, that coming up after the break. We've got a couple of text messages. Um, after crunch time at 3 p.m., there's coverage of the West Tigers and Knights um, yeah. game as what well. What a Remember great game that'll be. Oh, shut up, mate. <laughs> we have the coverage. We oh, have the coverage. West, that is actually going to be a great – it'll be close. Yeah. <laughs> we, you're yeah. all weak gutted dogs, Remember, Alodia. you can join the conversation throughout today's show. Call 1300 1170 text 0457 736 736. Zell has a great himself. That is too easy. He is embarrassed. The Raiders' goal line defence there, Happy Corazal. It is O'Sullivan, spotted an opening, got a good throw. Crockett follows through and celebrates. Raiders, can they fight their way back? They've found space on... Oh, Edwards! Don't have a high tackle! Chopric! They're running in from everywhere. There's a careless nature about it. There is some force. Off you go. Oh, ten. ten minutes. All right. Nice and direct from Penrith. Offload O'Sullivan. Offload again. Sorensen. Beautiful from Penrith. Edwards in game 100. He may be in pain, but he's given a great shot in the arm to the Panthers and their fans right there. He's Hines. 
goes himself. Hines gets there. Up there. Nico Hines has sliced his way to the line. Oh dear. Oh dear. Now, now this may be a bit more. Tarek Sims. Yeah. And 10 in the bin. 10 in the bin for Tarek Sims. Hines. He goes end over end, the more traditional kick. Good chase from Nakora. Oh. And that time Sloan did have a look. Now it's a chance. It's socket ahead by Nakora. And he comes up with it. On it goes to Brayley. They're going to score. It's Wade Graham. The Sharks are in. Cody Walker. Oh, that was the left-hand side for the Rabbits. He didn't throw it, Cody. Through the dummy. Johnson makes the tackle. That's tackle four. Cook goes back centre field. Murray. Now to Ilias. Gets low. Spins around. Scores the try. Cook will go left-hand side. Open up Latrell. He just wades his way through. That was far too easy. The big dive. There the kangaroo is. We love that. Latrell gets a second. And the Rabbitohs just about ready to raise the bat for their 50. 46-10. Those are the Saturday highlights. The Panthers, 26, defeated the Raiders, 6. But the big talking point out of that, Ricky Stewart, as he has been several other times after a Raiders (laughs) game. There's a couple of texts come through, Steve. There is some texts. I'd just like to thank Ricky for taking the heat off Newcastle um, because it's been (laughs) Newcastle bashing the entire week. I got in the car last night after work and flicked the radio on and everyone was like, Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. I forgot that even happened. Yeah, I remember (laughs) David Clemmer called someone worse on the field and like he was being protected and now Ricky does this at a press conference. And uh, it's all hell breaks loose. We do have a couple of texts. Send us your texts on uh, 0457 736 736 or give us a call 1300 0 Did I do that like annoyingly? 1300 yeah. 01 That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I did, the what station I did. is oh, Right, 1170. Got you. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. the that's the network we are. <laughs> yeah. um, someone has written in here called, uh, their name's Muzz. Uh, Ricky, 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 face palm in brackets. Terrible look, mate. Just awful, awful to single out an individual like that. Love you as a jewel in the national and as a coach. Your passion and your commitment to your job, but you were a weak gutted dog. He didn't write that. I just had it up anyway. But um, <laughs> we've got a few more in there. Too. He did say best to apologise in person. I I think that's a very would be a very mature way to handle it, wouldn't it? Yeah, and Sock was just saying off air that he feels like Jamin should have the right to respond to this. You... And I'd heard I was watching Fox Sports News this morning that he'd. They, he'd wanted to respond publicly to it, but has been told, I think, by Panthers to just zip it for the time being because he is pursuing, like, defamation or lawyers, seeking lawyers in regards to yeah. defamation. So he wants to just cool his jets and maybe come back with a <laughs> considered response, unlike Ricky. Well, just s- smart, shots fired. I don't know what his kind of personality is, but if someone called that me and I went straight out to front the media, I'd probably fire back with worse. So well, he wasn't yeah. he eleven when this happened. So what's he going to apologise for? Like, is he going to apologise yeah. for egging a car once, or well, like yeah, when yeah. you're ele- like all Did the you things egg he's cars done? When oh, you're mate, 11? I'm still egging cars as an adult. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's been long COVID. Yeah. It's been a long winter. Yeah, yeah. I'm big on the egg. I there think. was another one here too, Steve. Big yeah. G. Do you want to read that one? Um, Big G, where is he? Oh, yeah. So, g'day, crunch time. Ricky can stick his apology where the sun doesn't shine. Um, that's Ricky Canberra, right? His, yeah, yeah. Sancho. So, Canberra, yeah. that's where the sun doesn't apology. shine. <laughs> <laughs> um, In Canberra. Then, um, hang on, where does he say the rest of it? Um, hopefully, Jamin's old man flogs him the next time he's there. Right. Just Eggie's, Eggie's well, house. Uh, we do not condone... Um, violence. Violence. <laughs> Egging, egging's borderline. Egging's unhunt. No, egging's fine, mate. Just egg yeah. someone's shame. Car. Egg their shame. Car. Shame. Now, in between all this, the uh, the warm up act was a game. Oh, yes. 
<laughs> We've point. all forgotten the about. The gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? Rugby yeah, league. rugby league. Uh, Panthers, they ended the Raiders' three-game win streak. Raiders scored the opening try through Josh Papali'i. Panthers then scored 26 unanswered points. <laughs> mm. Big win for the Panthers. They were missing Jerome Luai, Nathan Cleary, Viliami kick out. All there, so their stars were out. It was in Canberra. I tipped Canberra. I um, had a really... Rest- I was big on it. I was big on Canberra. Yeah. I thought this was their statement play, given it their was last really... nine weeks, that I thought that yeah, this is it. We're red hot here. This is their yeah. chance. And Papalihi over early, and then it was 26 unanswered points. It was yeah. all one-way traffic after that. Tarpany getting injured was a big... Yeah. Loss for them because obviously I think in the coverage as well last night they'd been saying and I agree he's probably the form front row of the comp and yeah. they needed him in that game last night when you got Fisher Harris and big units like the Penrith do oh they lost it through the middle no yeah. doubt no doubt in my my mind and he's also looking at a three thousand dollar fine for a crusher tackle on James Fisher Harris James Fisher Harris was also <laughs> binned for a high shot in the late half so it was on it was. Uh, there was a lot happening in that game. I mean, we're all talking about big Salomon, slippery Salomon, who, uh, <laughs> let's use Vossi's quote here, Starling copped one in the penthouse and one in the basement. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> well, to be fair, Vossi's... There was a foot wedged uh, yeah. in the lower nether regions, which would have been painful enough. It wasn't the worst thing I've seen. I mean, that's the thing. Like, obviously there was history behind what uh, Ricky was saying, as he said in his statement this morning. Because it wasn't the worst thing I've seen on a footy field. I mean, Ricky's had players who have eye gouged people. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. That's and uh, that, uh, uh, as you said, if this is something that goes family deep and drawing on family lines, and something that's happened years ago, I'm sure there would have been an apology and smoking smoking of the peace pipe, and you move on. People should be allowed to have the right to change and move forward. Now, mm. Panthers coach uh, Ivan Cleary come out and said, "We love him here. We know who he is. We value him, and hence why he's playing first grade. So you don't get that job." playing in that team, in that culture, if you are, you know, a bit of a uh, weak gutted dog. (laughs) (laughs) He um, was. And he played well as well. He was put on report for that incident though. Um, Did he mean it? Do you reckon? Oh, I think he was careless in, I'm sure he didn't Which one? Which one of the three kicks? Well, yeah. (laughs) I'm sure he didn't mean to get him where he got him, but he probably didn't care. No, if that was a video game, you would have got maximum points because he's going like, you know. That was a a Liu Kang Mortal Kombat fly kick to the. No, (laughs) and Vossi's um, analogy, I get it and I like it, but he said that the Jets crackers are the basement. Now, the basement's at the very bottom. Now, I don't know where... Like I'm just like, trying to yeah, visualize. I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle of the building. Like, I'm, like I'm in the gym, right? Yeah, I'm in the gym. Floor seven there. You if Vossi, if Vossi's jazz crackers are down in the basement, he might be in a little bit of trouble. That's what I'm saying. Well, well described, Vossi. Oh, yeah. this, that was horrific. And then yes. full um, 100th match for Dylan Edwards too. He was a start in the win and um, played much of the game with a shoulder injury. I don't know if the Panthers are going to be hold, able to hold on to him for much longer in terms of um, Fullbacks. people are going to be looking – well, I look I across mean, that Panthers roster, and I'm surprised that they're able to hold on to those guys. I mean, they do have a couple of players leaving next year, but, I mean, they are. The best thing about that Panthers team, when you look at them, and even when they've got O'Sullivan coming in and Salmon coming in into the halves, is that they are a side that just next man up plays well, that the Storm had done for so many years, and they just look like a team that love playing together. Like, you can't mm. buy that, you can't manufacture that. And that's why they do so well, even when they do have their stars out. You take a five out, out and a half back out and try and produce the performances against a quality Raiders team and and do so well, 24-6, you know, basically 
you know, that's as close to a flogging as you'll get against an in-form Raiders team. Um, you know, alarm bells, and they quite rightly deserve the right to be premier favourites for the premiership at two bucks. So Dylan Edwards re-signed recently, didn't he? Because the Dolphins were chasing him, and then He's, they uh, locked him in. I feel like they really. Yeah, I feel like okay, they locked well, him in. We'll have to we'll double check double check that one. Nick Kotrick <laughs> been for a high shot as well in the second half on Dylan Edwards. Um, looking at one to two weeks, and of course, Jamin Sullivan put on report. Joey Tarpanay, he came off with a rib injury. So the mm. Raiders dropped two behind two points behind the Roosters for eighth. They have a pretty good run home. So their run home goes Dragons, Knights, Seagulls, and Tigers. Basically, they're going to have to make up two um, games over the Roosters. Can they do it? Yes. I don't think things like this surrounding the team are all that helpful. I, I, might, I wonder if how the... I mean, I imagine the players are pretty embarrassed mm. I, I, because the thing about footy players and they're all, you know, they don't all like each other, but they all leave stuff on the field and mm. like they never go against each other at judiciary or anything like that. There's no. like an unspoken rule there. So um, I, they would be really, Im- I, I imagine they'd be quite embarrassed at this. The Roosters have got the Cowboys, tough one next week, West Tigers, Storm, another tough one, and then the Rabbits. They could realistically get two games on them. Yeah, we'll text in uh, on 0457-736-736. Let us know who you think is going to get <laughs> into so that. There so many eight. numbers in I there. I did, yeah. That's, that's, uh, there's 4,000 numbers. If you get the right text, yeah, <laughs> mobile like, number. I'll do that again. 0457 736 Give us your top eight because I've been confused over the last month. It has chopped and changed. Mm. Delisa's tried to do her online ladder uh, algorithm, which hasn't worked. I mean, I've got the bunnies now firmly in the eight. I'm not sure whether they'll get all the way through, but I'm still not set on seventh and eighth position. I still think there needs a lot of luck to go a lot of teams' way. Manly losing, I think, probably (laughs) cost them. Canberra now going down. Roosters look like they're in form, but, you know, it's going to be an interesting last month. Now, the Sharks, 24, defeated the Dragons, 18. The Sharks are charging for a top four finish. Now won seven of their past eight games. I called them pretenders a few weeks back, and I am. (laughs) You're eating your words. I am such an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Who am I? Who is this chick? Um, Sharks half started the win. Nico Hines, he's been incredible. Um, Obviously, now that field goal last week. Braden Trindle um, was a last-minute replacement for Matt Moylan. He performed well. Kate Dykes, this was the... This was a nice story. Mm. The solid in Dubu. So third generation, Dykes, his um, dad's obviously Adam. Um, and Is that he right? Really yeah. It was a nice moment. Yeah. He, looked, he looks a lot like his old man too, doesn't he? So yeah, they he showed does. showed him up in the, in the stands and yeah. it was cool. I, I can't wait for like another – Hundred years of rugby league when we're going. Oh, you know, this is a twenty seventh generation player yeah. of the well, Sharks. There's <laughs> so many out there now, isn't there? Yeah. Like you look at it, you got Wishart, uh, Cartwright. I mean, I'm, I'm not even. I'm waxing. We've got Jaden Campbell. There's so many father son. Cleary. Yeah, Cleary combos that are playing, and then also combos who are coaching Jacob and Arthur. playing as well. Yeah, Jacob Arthur, and then coaching an opposition team. So it's a really um, you know, there's a lot of pedigree in there. If your dad's a famous footballer, it's more likely a chance that you're going to do well. Kate um, was also being chased by um, Wayne Bennett and uh, Phil Gould just days before making his debut too, but stuck strong with the Sharks, obviously because of the history of his father and his grandfather. So um, it is a really nice story for the Sharks and to see him do um, well. Um, Craig Fitzgibbon was sort of talking in his Pre-match press conference, he was asked a lot about Cade. Mm. 
Um, and I asked him, I said, like, you would have been at the Roosters and, and seen a lot of, like, stars come through. How do you keep them humble and, and so they don't get too ahead of themselves? And he mm. said, you don't have to with the real genuine stars. They just have this aura about them that they know how good they are, but they are able yeah, to keep default, themselves. It's their default, isn't it? Yeah, yeah level-headed. Yeah. Um, 11,000 people was a sellout at Points Bet Stadium. Great atmosphere. And that sold out really soon too. Like when the tickets went on sale, they were just sold out pretty much straight away. You could tell that there was a cracking atmosphere because and 11,000 is not a huge crowd, right, by any no. standard. But you, there was a couple of times in that game where <laughs> someone raced away to score a try and it was called back, but they didn't. They had no idea that the referee had called them back. Yeah. The crowd was so loud and into it because it's a local derby, derby, mm. uh, depending where you are. Yeah, yeah. And, the, you know, player had to run the whole length of the field. It was like under eight, you know, they don't notice and just yeah, go the well, whole length. But. I mean, I asked Joel on Thursday, Joel Kane, and I said, what What do you prefer to play in front of? Like 20,000 at the SCG where it's a stand of 50 or would you prefer to go play at those suburban grounds? And he was like, hands down, no doubt. What you love nothing more is going to these sort of suburban grounds, eleven to 15,000, packed, and the noise and the atmosphere, you just cannot top. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, they're hanging on the fence, banging on the fence, oh. and getting in your face, and it must be electric for those guys. Uh, you know, but you watch the SCG, it's almost like you feel like you're 25 yeah. metres away. You, it, you, you sort of lose a bit of the context of what's going on. It's, you know, shot. So I'm all about it. Mate, I went to the Beer, Footy and Food Festival at Henson Park last weekend, and mm. that's the suburban ground. It doesn't get any better than that. There was about 7,500 people there on the hill mm. watching the uh, South played <laughs> Newtown in reserve grade. There was amateur wrestling going on in the middle of the match. <laughs> there was amateur wrestling going on up on the hill. Um, that was me over a few beers. I bumped into Eon Crosson. Do you remember him? Yes. Old yeah. former. And he, it was funny because he's a bit of a name that, no, like, he wouldn't get recognised too often, I don't reckon. Yeah, yeah. And a mate of mine goes, that's Eon Crosson. He used to yeah. play for the South. Yes, yeah. And he's not like, you know, not like seeing Spud yeah. Carroll on the hill yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, is it really? And he goes, yeah. So I go, Eon. And he just turns around as if to go, how do you know me? Yeah. <laughs> I went over. I was like, could I get a photo? And he thought it was a joke. Like, he was yeah, like, yeah. what are you doing, mate? Where's yeah, the stitch up? Yeah. And I was like, no, no, just a big fan. Big fan. Got a photo with him. And then, yeah. he, then he goes to me, oh, by the way, Money, if you're looking to see any more of me, <laughs> I'm in the next Mad Max film, right? And I'm like, what? wow. A second ago, you thought this was a stitch up. Now yes. you're giving me your bio. Yeah. 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 And I go, like, and you can catch me. This is the best bit. I go, oh, what in the Mad Max film? What are you? You got a? Are you got a speaking role? He goes, no, nah, I'm just an extra. <laughs> Love it. Yes. <laughs> but you will be watching Mad on. Max now. You'll be, <laughs> yeah. And you'll be looking in the background. You won't even be paying attention to what's going on. Now, the Rabbitohs 48 thumped the Warriors 10 on the sunny coast. Rabbitohs kept in touch with the top four. Um, and they got a very early lead, 24-0 in the 23 minutes in. Joel Mitchell came off for the last 18 minutes, which was smart. Two tries and two try assists. Um, for him. Mm. Rabbitohs run home, Eels, Panthers, Cowboys and Roosters. So they could end up in the, the top four. No, I, I, I've, I mean, I'm a funnies fan, as you know, very bullish on it. It was a great performance. That's them when they all click and gel. But, you know, the Warriors, again, when they're away from home, you kind of feel like they've had a really long season. However, Latrell was amazing. It's amazing when you have a fullback with those last touch tries that he scored. So he set two up. And the, the two that he scored, you know, they jammed in on Cody Walker out the back on the left because there's been so much pressure on him. But then you have Luttrell. And if that's not Luttrell or, or Tana, uh, Blake Taff or someone else, it just doesn't have the same work. But he strolled over and it is a set play. You know, set Cody out short. You've got Luttrell in just off, off the hip of uh, Cook. And there's just so many options. Um, and with his skill and the thing I love about it the most is his attitude. He's got, it's literally what's going to drive this South Sydney team to success. If he keeps playing that way, 
He's fit. He's enjoying himself. I watched Shaq Mitchell in the reserve grade. He's playing good football. Yeah. So the Latrell brothers are on fire and so are the Bunnies. After crunch time at 3 p.m., coverage of the West Tigers and Knights. It says on my sheet, Mary Braybrook. I'm thinking... It's probably, it's probably, is he, is he yeah. some, someone in his family? Oh, yeah. It's his grandmother. Yeah. Yeah. She's, they're, met her. She's they're giving her a go. Yeah. Okay, She's so fantastic. Mark Braybrook, Scott Sattler and Gary Belcher will have the call. This is NRL Crunch Time with thanks to Robson Civil. Join Robson Civil Projects. Jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. Welcome back to NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil. Join Robson Civil Projects. Jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. If you want to have a chat, 1300 01 1170. Text us 0457 736 736. Rooster Muzz has done just that. Why don't they put Ricky V. Ivan on the undercard of the SEN Championship bout between Brandy and the Goat tomorrow morning? <laughs> oh, that's going to be good, isn't it? Imagine I'd buy tickets had, to that. Imagine if we had an SEN fight night. Yeah. <laughs> who do you want to fight? Oh, well, who could I fight? Uh, KB. <laughs> Katie Brown. No, she's so fit. <laughs> she's so fit. She'd flog me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You'd be a goer, I reckon. Who would you, uh, who you, would you, you fight at SEN? Let's SCF? stick with a war of words, guys. Who yeah. would, you'd fight Joel. The pen is mightier <laughs> than the sword, as they would say. Yeah. Would you fight Joel? Who nah, would you fight? I've got no. I will, I've, yeah. I wouldn't fight Fletch just because I reckon he'd get into a wrestle and he'd get weird about it. Like, you know, it, it, it wouldn't <laughs> yeah, be. Yeah, yes. he'd start like. Grabbing you, and I don't know. He's yeah, just not, I, not worth nah. it. That's, we uh, are going to discuss the Brandy and Cam Panthers v Storm within the next hour, so change, stay tuned for that. Mm. Bulldogs and Cowboys. Um, you've got a bit of team news. Uh, yes, the Hammer has moved into the starting side, which means Kyle Felt unfortunately uh, miss, misses out, and Mariner has moved to the starting side with Tavita Pangai Junior moving to the bench for. The dogs. Now, the bookies have, uh, it's in Bundaberg. It's sold out, which is amazing. And the weather, from what I've seen, looks absolutely unbelievable. Now, the dogs, over the last, call it six weeks, have been playing their best footy. You know, at the first six rounds, they've barely scored a point. They were, you know, they seem so structured and scared to play their footy. You heard Cough Funnigan come out in the week and say, look, the chains are off us. We're relaxed under Mick Potter throwing the ball around, and they just seem to be a rejuvenated side. And I'm really liking the work that Mick Potter's doing. So I'm tipping a little bit of an upset here. I think the doggies will at least cover the line against these guys or, or for 60 minutes be right in the contest. We've shown that the Cowboys in the past, teams have stuck with them, but they've got so many scoring options. You've seen Nanai, who's one of the leading scorers and probably the four informed back rower in the competition doing at the moment. Um, however, Jacob Carraz, off his last week's performance, scored a triple, I think, a hat-trick. Mm. Yep. Um, and, you know, you've got Matt Burton and Nato Carr have developed a pretty decent relationship in regards to... They're in a relationship? They are in a relationship. Okay. kicking the ball don't, relationship. I was going to say, don't tell the Manly players. <laughs> um, but just, um, mate, do you think the Cowboys are on, like uh, heading... I know that they've still been winning games, so that's mm. good for them. But the Broncos we've seen are on a... They've started to hit the wall slightly. Mm. I feel like I've noticed that in some of the Cowboys games, despite mm. the fact that they're still winning. Not They're not heading the way the Broncos are, in my opinion, but they've mm. hit a bit of a slump compared yeah. to earlier in the year. Yeah, yeah. I think you're, you're right there. And I think perhaps the Panthers could have done that as well. It's almost been a blessing in disguise to have, um, to have their halves out because they're going to get a good rest and come back firing just before the finals. I think you're always at a bit of a risk when you've got so many players in origin and you've been winning so well and you've got to mm. keep that energy up. I think it's it's difficult heading into the, mm. the back end of the year. This is a big game for them, I reckon, the Cowboys. They need to sort of go, right, no, we are finals contenders. You can make a statement like the Bunnies did against 
the Warriors. So if they win this, this keeps them in the top hunt for the top two, which is extremely, I think, valuable to get, you know, get in the top two, get the home home semi to start um, the year off. And as I said, I think they've really stuck with teams for 60 minutes, the Cowboys. So it can be a bit of a, a tussle like it was uh, last week for them and then blew them off the park with that, you know, extra level of fitness. And what I'd heard was that Todd Payton at the start of the year had them up at 4am running Sandhill. So fitness is not a problem for these guys. You know, they were they were last last year. He really put them to the sword in pre-season, mm-hmm. got these guys fit. I mean, obviously as the season tapers off, it's all about trying to maintain them and keep them on the field. They've got one eye on the final. So you can understand these teams maybe lagging a little bit, realising the finals football's coming. They want to stay fit and fresh. But teams like the Doggies, they're 12th. They're getting some, you know, they know their season's ending in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So they come out firing. You know, there's nothing, they don't have anything to lose in essence, and they're actually playing good. So they are danger teams. I'd expect a lot of these bottom four teams to produce really good performances mm. coming into the back end of the season. Um, the players are very supportive of Mick Potter too. Um, Kyle Flanagan did his first press conference during the week since the press conference where he was quite emotional mm. um, earlier in the season. But he, um, Mick Potter has um, really changed that side in terms of beca- they're so relaxed now and they mm. said that they feel like they can – um, play sort of what's in front of them. And I guess that fearlessness also comes with when you can't make finals, yeah. you let you go of all those freedom, don't you? You, you let, yeah. yeah. You let go with all those inhibitions, but they were mm. really, um, they, the players love Mick Potter, uh, like to the point of them where they were actually endorsing him staying on as coach. Mm. Interesting to see if that'll happen with Cameron Serraldo still in the mix. Batting around. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's the way it seems at the moment, but I mean, you look at this Cowboys side, you've got, uh, Ruben Cotter, uh, made his return last week, so you'd expect him to be a little bit better this week. Jason Tamalolo is playing arguably his best football. Uh, and Nanai, I mean, we've already talked about him, but 16 tries as an edge edge back rower in 16 games is it's 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 kind of unheard of. You know, the, the amount of times he crosses the line or finds the paint is amazing. So I'm sorry I haven't really said anything in this bit. I've just been thinking about how good it would be to be in Bundaberg today. Like it's, I just oh, had a look yeah. at the weather. It's 23 degrees. Yeah. They don't get NRL matches very often. Mm. Like imagine the pub. We should call a Bundaberg pub and just see what's going on. I reckon we should <laughs> yeah, give it a go. There's the old Bundy Tavern. I just had a look. Uh, it says they've got an awesome surf and turf and a lamb shank. Um, best pub meals in town. There's a Melbourne hotel. Best pub and easily the most friendly staff. Are you a Bundy could... rum fan? Um, not really, because um, I don't like fighting. Well, but, we uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the Central Hotel in Bundy. I reckon we give a pub a call and just see what, what's happening in Bundaberg today. <laughs> yeah. I reckon that sounds great. Yeah. What's, your, what's your prediction, both of your prediction for this game? Uh, I think it'll be tight. If I, I, I'd say uh, try bet, which uh, means that any team by six points, I think it'll be that close. I think the Cowboys uh, make a statement today. I think they're a very good team, and I reckon they, they'll win by 13 plus. There you go. Okay, and yourself, I, Jalissa? I think an upset from the dogs. We're t- literally going through <laughs> in, a, in a tight one. Uh, this is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil. We'll be back after the break. This is NRL Crunch Time. You're with Steve O'Keefe, Jalisa Apps, and Steve Philp, who has just uh, called pubs <laughs> in our. Downtime? Yeah, I was cold calling. I got obsessed with Bundaberg. Good journalism. Good journalism. It is. You think that you're a journo and you're telling me I'm doing, that's great. I'm, yeah, yeah like, a, like a good initiative. Yeah. I'd like to see that. Well, I sat there and I thought, you know what, I just got obsessed with being, the Bulldogs are playing the Cowboys soon in Bundaberg, small town, people will be going off, the town's a buzz. I rang um, the Bundaberg Hotel and I said to the lady, I said, how's it going there? Is it going off? She goes, uh, it's going on. <laughs> <laughs> 
small town. That's but good enough. Th- now, what's um, the population? I'm just googling the population's forty three thousand. That's a that's massive compared to where I'm from. And so. what's the sellout at the crowd? Is it uh, what about ten thousand? Bundaberg Stadium? Yeah, I guess so. Eight, yeah. I believe. 8,000. Brooksy is just Brooks doing is some charades at it. Well, what would there. you be doing? Like, if you, like, so this, I don't know if I'm, I'm assuming there's been an NRL game there before, but there probably hasn't been that many. Mm. And oh, Sunday Arvo in Bundaberg watching yeah. a couple of your favourite teams roll. That would be, un, that's that's the perfect afternoon. I couldn't think of anything would, better. Would you go yeah. up to the rum factory? Would you get along get along yeah, to the Bundy rum? I'm not much of a Bundy rum. No. No. But you'd go you'd have though. to get in the spirit. It stink. Oh, Literally. you'd have to get in the spirit. Oh. <laughs> did you mean that though? Is that yeah. good journalism? To that is, yeah, yeah, you did good, Steve. You did good. I, I, you did a good. You I, did a headline. I watched the 97 grand final I, in Bundaberg. I was touring around doing kid shows. I was doing um, Blinky Bill. I lost my mind when you said that. I was just like, oh my God, I met Blinky Bill. <laughs> but it was like, so I'm an adult man dressed up in... The costumes, so, you know, like a... You weren't a koala? Yeah, I was Mrs. Rabbit and Danny Dingo in the same show. Oh, oh. Worst thing about this... Don't ruin the illusion. Yeah, well, the worst thing about this tour was you'd go on tour for three weeks and you sweat a lot because you're in a costume. Yeah. So it never had any chance to dry. So you'd throw the costume in a big sack and then throw it in the back of the truck and then drive four hours. You'd go out on the drink, you'd get up and do the next show and you'd put that the head of the Danny Dingo thing on and it's all... It's your sweat. It's your sweat. What year are we talking? uh, 97. So the Knights won the grand final. Oh, that was my peak. Blinky Bill face. <laughs> I could have seen you. And all you, 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 you were admiring a drunk alcoholic underneath his <laughs> sweating profusely, like Will Farrell in Blades of Glory, <laughs> just rolling around. I was going, <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, oh my god. Oh, it was Super League year, and so Queensland didn't care about the NR, the rugby league. They cared about Super League. So the sure. Knights were in the grand final. We had a day off. I found the closest pub. And randomly, there's three other Knights fans in this pub that were backpacking around Australia. And wow. we sat there and watched the footy together, had the pub to ourselves. And obviously, when Darren Albert scores and we win the grand final, I'm just hugging three blokes I'd never met before oh, yeah. in that Bundaberg. Is, that is amazing. Just yeah. going, Trivia oh. question. Yeah. Who played the ball when Darren Albert scored that try? Darren Albert. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that unbelievable? Yeah. I saw that on the <laughs> Matty John show the other day. Good trivia. Yeah. yeah. Um, should we just... Like, wrap this show up and just head to Bundaberg. Like, <laughs> like, just why aren't issue. we doing an OB? <laughs> oh, yeah. why didn't we do an yeah, OB? Brooksy, yeah, Brooksy, you've let us down. Because yeah, you've got a good review of a pub there, don't you, Brooksy? There was, an, there was a pub where someone had a, um, what's it when you complain on uh, the Yelp or one of those? Yeah, yeah one of yeah. those. Yeah, Google, Google reviews. Twitter. <laughs> Here it is. Brooksy will read yeah, this out for us. Give us the... So try, there's not, not many pubs around Salter Oval, okay, but right. Sugarland Tavern, which is about... 1.3 k's away from the ground, probably the closest one. The most recent comment is, nice pub, but my chicken was overcooked. We'll be back. <laughs> Easily impressed. Having uh, a whinge, but I'll be back. Well, I kind yeah. of backed that in. It's in like, I know there's more in this place. It's worthwhile coming back to yeah, Exactly. Like, Written by N. Brooks. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> the worst thing about this place is my chicken has yeah. been overcooked. Yeah, but We'll be back. The beer tastes good. <laughs> Anyway, we, uh, we're, we've missed an opportunity to outside broadcast, but that's all right, Brooksy. You can set us up next time. This is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil. Join Robson Civil Projects. Jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. We'll be back after the break. This is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil. With over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience, visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. Welcome back to our listeners across the SEN network. If you missed the first hour of the show, 
Check out the Crunch Time podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Remember, you can join the conversation throughout today's show, 1300-01-1170-0457-736-736. We've got a text message here. Yes. Draw. <laughs> it's it's socks, mum. <laughs> the draw has been friendly to a few teams in the aid. Broncos have played well, but I'd say they've only had five unexpected wins. And how about the forward pass the other night? That's from Nui Rooster. So we can see where his love the rooster. Is. I see, but I'd say this: five unexpected wins. Would you would you have said that at the start of the season? No, and I. The Broncos had yeah. finished fifteen. They're looking rooster. at sacking the coach, and now they're. I mean, top four chances. I mean, they've lost the last couple of weeks uh, against the Tigers, mm. and then you know lost on the weekend. But I mean, they are. They're one of the teams, the highlight teams, and it's great to see a Brisbane team actually doing so well, along with North Queensland. So. Mm. Yeah. What's their narrative now? You know, like, so they were not great last year. Then all of a sudden they've been really good this year. Mm. Now they're starting to go back towards where they were last year. So they, maybe they're now like, hey, lower expectations. We weren't very good last yeah. year. Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, well, I think they'll make, they're, they're, they're going to make the top eight, but it does get, there's, there is a bit of a log jam. I mean, they're, 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 we're so close to making the top four and now we're sitting mm. seventh, you know, and in danger technically, you know, possibly of missing out on the top eight together. I don't see it happening, but uh, yeah, anyway, look, I think a lot of these teams do get the jitters before the finals. You know, they haven't been there in so long. Um, And it's a young side. Yep. The draw, when he says the draw has been friendly to a few teams in the eight, this is why I thought the Sharks were going to come undone because they play the bottom five twice and they only had played at that point the top one, one in the top four. Um, this was a couple of weeks ago. So, I mean, the draw, you know, there's it never works out all that. Mm. You can find things all through it where you, you can say it's not fair. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think the Broncos, I, I don't think they've had five unexpected wins. But I like your text, Newey Rooster. Come back at us. Yes, thanks. Um, <laughs> Appreciate yeah. your comments that we can shit can. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's been a war brewing. It hasn't been uh, Ricky Stewart. Well, that's also a bit of a war, but an SEN war. Ooh. I know. Brandy <laughs> has taken on yeah. Cameron Smith. Fight. fight Roll fight, the fight, montage. Fight. G'day, fellas. Muzza here. Hello, Muzza. Regarding Carrigan's tackle, can I ask what need is there for him to go in when Hastings is held by two players? It just seems like a senseless act to go in. All weekend we've heard he is a nice guy and it's not his nature. Fact is... In my opinion, his unnecessary action broke a guy's leg. NRL need to address this immediately. Yeah, it's a, it's a critical issue right now, Mazza. Like we need oh, to remember. Remember when this tackle first came in, and I thought this is a disgrace, like yep. a disgrace. And it was a Melbourne Storm tackle. Mm. Shock horror. So I'm going to be honest with you. Like you know, Brandy's a he's a great analyst of our game and one of the great players of our game, but I, I just don't know how you can come up with that comment to say that, w- single out one club to say they introduced that tackle into mm. our sport. I just, that yeah, that's a, that's a little bit over the top, yeah. because off the top of my head, I can't ever recall seeing Brandy at one of our training sessions. Throughout my career, my 20 years at Melbourne, I, I can't recall. He, he may have down, been down there once or twice throughout mm. that time, 
But off the top of my head right now, I can't recall him ever being at training mm. and being a part of one of our defensive sessions. Now, I, I, I work with Brandy on, on, on our radio station, on SEN, yeah, and he's a great fella. But to, to, say, to single out the Melbourne Storm, that's, that's really unfair. I didn't think it was any type of revelation when I made those comments about the hip drop emanating out of the Melbourne Storm. I, I was actually surprised that Cameron and Denham was surprised that someone would actually think that. I just thought it was general consensus that over the last 20 years, all the tackles, the wrestle techniques have come from Melbourne. Now, I might be generalising or even jumping to a conclusion, but I don't think I am. These tackles over the last 20 years, all the different types of techniques, they appear in the game and it takes the game a little while to catch up to them. I think history shows, and it's not a stretch for me to jump to a Melbourne Storm conclusion. For 20 years, the grapple, the chicken wing, the rolling pins, the crusher, the hip drop, I think they all emanated out of Melbourne. Yeah, so that was Brandy and Cam Smith uh, going at it nicely built up there by our panel operator, Mark. I felt the drama all through that, really told the narrative. It started on Monday with listeners peppering Brandy about his commentary. Thursday on the captain's run, listeners text into the show about what Brandy had said. That's what Cam said. Then Cam said Friday, Friday Brandy had a chance (laughs) to respond to Cam Smith's comments. Catch Cameron and Maddie Johns on Breakfast with Bossy at 8 a.m. tomorrow oh. morning. Oh, riveting. It's fight, juicy. Fight, fight. You, you know, it's uh, juicy. You know, on those TV promos and they go, unmissable television. And quite yeah. often, I always miss those shows. Yeah. Like, I'm not. It's because it's married at first sight. Yeah. 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 <laughs> In fact, whenever they say that, unmissable, I deliberately miss it just because I don't like to be told what to do. But um, I'm yeah. tuning in to my, like, <laughs> like, yeah. that, like, I'm definitely on board of being told about this. This is, this is great, isn't it? It. And yes. it's made it all the way to the back page. So Matt Tripp has blasted the arrogance wow. of the Panthers and accused Deputy Chairman Greg Alexander of conducting a 20-year witch hunt. It's incredible, what, isn't it? Do you want to read the quote, Sog? Um, yeah, okay. Let's. I'll, I'll read this to you because uh, it is important. Let's get context from everyone here. <laughs> and then we're also going to go through. We have, we've we got some theories on what else Melbourne Storm have emanated on. And Steve, yeah. Steve will get through this yeah. after this quote. You can say a lot of things about the Melbourne Storm, but one – thing they can't be accused of is being arrogant. We go about our business and don't make outlandish comments. We respond to comments, but you won't see us on the front foot making stupid comments, particularly about other clubs and their tactics. So for the deputy chair of one of the biggest competitors, a week out from having to play them to make them to make unfounded and stupid comments as he has done, just goes to the arrogance of that club, Penrith, and their perceived status in the game at the moment. So that was from Matt Tripp. Uh, Everyone's weighing storm. in. They're all weighing in on it, aren't they? It, well, I mean, it's heavy comments. I mean, when you do, when you are Brandy Alexander and you come out and you say, in quote, I think history shows that this is not a stretch for me to jump to Melbourne Storm conclusion that the grapple, the chicken wing, the rolling pin. What is the rolling pin? <laughs> yeah, what is the rolling <laughs> pin? <laughs> Do you reckon he's, he's, ma- he's, he's made that one up? Yeah. Yeah. Made yeah. up. The hip drop, I think. The chicken it's not crimpy. that he knows. He goes, I think they Just, all emanate. Out of Melbourne. Yeah. He just started picking ki- he just... kitchen utensils there. <laughs> yeah. He started yeah. whacking things together. Yeah, yeah. The, the egg the, beater. The tongs. Yeah. 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 The kitchen aid. That made, they all come out. He just, you know what he did? The he, Tupperware. Yeah. <laughs> he opened up the third drawer and he was just like, right, yeah, there you go. 
So what do you what do you reckon? I mean, Melbourne have been accused of a lot of things, Steve. If you got, I have. So all of these things are Melbourne's fault, apparently. And yeah. rather than sort of defending Melbourne, I, I think we should double down and blame them for other things. Like, <laughs> I think Melbourne have uh, to be blamed for loads of stuff. Like, iceberg lettuce is pretty expensive at the moment. <laughs> I, I'm going to go as far to say that the Melbourne Storm started that. Um, yeah. Not being able to get a park anywhere in Sydney. Um, That's I think Melbourne's fault. Yeah, it's Melbourne's fault. I know yeah. that they're in two completely different states. I think yeah. COVID wasn't. My caused. laptop broke this morning. Melbourne's fault. Melbourne's fault. It's a great, yeah. like the last uh, six seasons of Neighbours. Uh, yeah. Thanks for that one, Brooksy. Um, <laughs> their fault. The Seinfeld ending. Yeah. <laughs> definitely yeah. definitely their fault. fault. Yeah. Yeah. War in yeah. Ukraine. It, it, the war. <laughs> <laughs> what about interest oh. rates going up? Uh, oh dear. <laughs> All sorts of stuff. Oh, Melbourne, yeah. Melbourne. So we don't go to Melbourne, do we? On this show, like yeah. we're going to Queensland. So definitely everything I don't in think the we world. Are after these comments, <laughs> <laughs> they're listed as the AFL. weather. They're, they're, we can blame them for the weather. Anything. Cool. Next time you have, something's going on and you need to blame someone, just turn and go. It's Melbourne Storm's fault. The weak gutted dog persons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I liked how uh, Brandy in there was just like, "Whoa!" I thought everyone said this. Yeah. You know, like, hang on. And he's like, come out, he's come out and called it, which is, I mean, it's. Like he was like, "Whoa, this is is this a revelation?" I do dig this because in the media, there's lots of friends, right? No doubt, Brandy and Cameron Smith. I'm assuming like each other. I'm assuming that they're friends. And what's great is that they've just they have got two completely different opinions, and they're happy to stick by their opinions. I dig that because normally you see on all sorts of rugby league shows and whatever. People won't call out someone because it's a friend that they have to talk about or whatever. Oh, yeah, it's too it's too vanilla. Yeah. It's in, I don't, this is what I mean. When Ricky Stewart comes out and he's candid, I'm sure there's a line in the sand. But when you do have these, say, Brandy Alexander, someone in a position who's played the game for a lot, he's going, you know what, Melbourne have come out with these tactics. And I think there probably is a marginal sense of truth that Melbourne try to stretch the rules of the game and slow the ruck down. And these were tactics that they may have learned when in the game of wrestling. Now, I know for a fact that Melbourne practice it. Uh, manly practice it. Clubs like South don't Everyone's practice as much wrestling. Well, some do, Everyone. some don't. But, I mean, it's a part of the game. And good on them for trialling it. And then when they've been binned and outlawed, they've gotten rid of them. So, yeah. I mean. And every other NRL club's like a bad parent. Because, like, if you see a kid in the park doing something naughty, like, mm. I'm always, I'm a parent. I'll go to my kid, see that? Yeah. Don't do that. But what every, every other NRL club has done is gone, oh, they've seen a chicken wing. And they've gone, hey, why don't we do that? We'll copy that. Yeah, yeah, let's let's do that. So it's bad parenting from all the NRL clubs. Yeah, I've seen some shocking cannonball. I remember my viv- earliest memory of a cannonball was Craig Wing. It was against the Roosters. He got held up, mm. and then he literally he broke about seven vertebrae. He got smacked in the back, and it was like so, soon after that it was called off. So you can understand why these things, and they're trying to move the game forward. You know, you don't want to see your kids playing the game and getting wrestled or spear tackled into the ground. But strong comments. Who, strong from Brandy. Who names them anyway? Like, who's the, the one? The rolling pin. Yeah, who? The apart ro- from uh, Brandy. <laughs> Brandy. <laughs> what about yeah. Brandon Smith, though? This has come at a really bad time. His uh, hip dropped yeah. tackle in the middle of all this. Um, it's probably not great timing. Well, since they invented it, yeah, not really. He got yeah. a fine, didn't he? So he's Yeah, he's right. actually, oh. I think he's fine. He's okay. Yeah, but he's I mean, it's still. Yeah. Well, he should have been suspended, if yeah. we're honest. And Melbourne, it's Melbourne's fault. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going back to blaming Melbourne is again. Melbourne but fault. Yeah. Um, if you look at that 
given what we just saw in the week before with a lot of talk about the hip drop, then obviously Brandon Smith should have been hip dropped. I'm still trying to work out what a rolling pin is. The chicken crimpy could be brought in. Um, yeah, all of these moves yeah. make me ridiculously Dorito, hungry. The jackknife. Let's just start naming moves that don't exist. Oh, they've absolutely brought in the Dorito what about chicken crimp. The, the hair pull from the other day. What could you call that? You know, the, was it late? Hair Lichy pull? Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. A hair pull? <laughs> An eye gouge? <laughs> when yeah. someone's gouging your eye, what should we call that? <laughs> the skull dig. <laughs> the skull dig. Yeah, yeah we're uh, get a little bit more inventive. Eels Muzz has text in, apart from Ricky Gate, how good did O'Sullivan and Salmon play as yeah. fill-ins for Cleary and Lewitt? There was a game? Was, yeah. <laughs> they were. What? Brilliant effort. Plus, closer to home, Dylan Brown, what a performance. Dylan, that's how we want you to play every week, mate. Just saying. I watched that game and I had this theory that that might be the end of Mitchell Moses. Um Dylan Brown, to me, just took complete ownership of that team. Yeah. Um, Jacob Arthur just sort of pushed them around, didn't do a lot, put in a couple of nice kicks. Yeah. Mitchell Moses can tend to pl- overplay his hand a little bit. Yeah. I reckon if I'm in Parramatta now, I'm giving all the money to Dylan yeah, Brown right. and I'm saving the, the million dollars and chasing a decent hooker or something like that. Wow. Um, Add to the spine. That's controversial. Yeah. We're going to get to that game next, but just uh, looking up here, the Bulldogs are leading the uh, Cowboys 6-0 after about nine minutes. My Great try, wasn't it? It was a, another Burton-Carr relationship kick. <laughs> uh, I think the kick went out on, off the full, so they got the penalty. Burton has kicked to the corner, and Josh Adokar, first try scorer. So the dogs are on here, Jalissa. They've been your tip, and you're, they are ahead. You're gunning for a play-by-play caller no, position. I can not. feel no, it. I no. can Because you're getting I've good at that. I've got a wife, and I uh, would prefer to do something else in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but you're here with us. Yeah. Hey, this we, is fun. We just got a text in that says, uh, the rolling pin is not a beat-up. Uh, Bellamy's <laughs> Bellamy's so, so It's not an egg beat up. This is this is from well, a, um, a lot of caps in this. Yeah, it's from a Greg Alexander. Um, <laughs> it says Bellamy's forwards, most notably Sikamanu, would place their full weight and knees on the back of the calves. Oh, yes, I remember that. It's almost like a oh, massage. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've had that as well. It's that a nice good. massage. It actually cost $64 with the hot stones down at the... T- Very damaging. <laughs> the orchid massage gym. in Manly. <laughs> that's, so that's from Bondi Jack. He says, very damaging. It sounds delightful. Thank you, Bondi Jack. <laughs> anyone I'm would not like sure to put their knees into my graves at 120 kilos rolling over my little chicken wing legs. Yeah. <laughs> Drumsticks. I'm willing to try it. <laughs> I'm willing to try it. <laughs> What's that thing that you uh, massage gun the thing? Yeah. I'm just picturing a guy doing a rolling pin with the arms out and just rolling all over a bloke laying down. Oh, he's being caught for the rolling pin again and he's got the arms out. He's just doing the full roll. Sounds delightful. Oh, uh, anyway, me. thanks for enlightening us, uh, Bondi Jack, because I definitely thought he was just making up words. Yeah. Uh, so tomorrow from 6am breakfast with Vossi and Brandy. Oh, don't yeah, yeah, yeah. don't miss it. I'm not leaving. Fight. Don't not miss leaving. it. Yeah. It's SEN Fight Morning. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie Johns and Cam Smith will join the show. Going to be here. Oh, my word. Then Thursday night, Storm and Panthers <laughs> live from Penrith. We have the coverage. It starts at 6 p.m. This is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil. Join Robson Civil Projects. Jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. We'll be back after the break. Oh, brilliant by Parramatta. That pass from Lane and the scoop up from the King. 16 out from the halfway. Dylan Brown to Sean Lane. Ball around the corner. Gutherson in support. He's got plenty of players there. Gutherson doesn't need anyone. King Clint does it all himself.
that is the Friday night game. Eels 36 defeated Seagulls 20. Before we get to that, we have a text here, Steve. We do. Send us a text, by the way, on 0457 736 uh, This bloke, Luke, uh, this bloke, sorry, just someone called Luke. Um, <laughs> I think he's actually, because uh, he's got a he's got an alias there. Oh, does he? Yeah, he? above Luke. Above oh, right. the I name Luke. I can't see that. What does it say? Ellie Ellie Banner? Ellie Banner Eel? Oh, Ellie Banner. Yeah, that's a suburb of Newcastle. Right, okay. Ellie Banner. Ellie Banner. You've really got to stretch it out. It's like Eric Banner. Eric Banner. Cousins with Eric Banner, yeah. Oh, there we go. Um, Yes, says, hey guys, remember Captain O, Captain Cameron, as in Smith, ripping the head off Thigh Day in a, uh, hang on, uh, in a semi final and missing a grand final because of it? Mm. Just. It, it just mustn't be in his game. Oh, he's having a dig at uh, Cameron Smith there. So, And Ma- Eels Mazza's come back. The steam – oh, here, have you got your little list? Oh, yes, here you we got go. I'll tick it, yeah. Yep, yep. Steamroller. Tick. Jackhammer. Tick. Wrecking ball. Tick. Powerbomb. <laughs> Powerbomb. Power, 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 power bomb. Power bomb. What are these, these Mortal Kombat moves? I think the, the power bomb's 90 million tonight. Curb stomp. Curb stomp. Tombstone. Oh, hang on, these are wrestling moves Re- now. Hang on, I think. Also, I can't read this next one because I think it's. I think yeah, I need to stop. That is American history. X. I, also, I think I need to no, stop. You, reading. Can, you can read that because you didn't say it. It says a ring stinger, and I think that's already been done. John Hopperwadi. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a. Okay, yeah, we might stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. did you read on? Yeah, I don't, I, I, if I you've got on. any more names for more moves, please send them in. That's great. Ilsma <laughs> says, seriously, it will turn into touch footy soon. How good is live radio when you I, just read away? I tell you what is not touch footy, and I know we've got to get to the Eels and the Seagulls, but I do want to touch on the Victor Radley just real quickly. Minute. Yeah. That, that was the most horrific injury that I've ever seen on a football field. Oh. That blood refused to stop to the point yes. of where I thought they were going to run out in infusion. You know those little things that they stand up with the poles? I thought he'd have to be standing there in the back line with a pole, a little drip bag with blood being infused. Oh. How tough these guys are. Six stitches and it refused to stop bleeding. It everywhere. would not stop. No. no. Well, instantly, he got concussed twice and stayed on the field. It blew my mind where Caelan Ponga barely sort of got Gets hurt and then yeah. he's straight off. I, yeah. And you see when he came back on and his head was all taped up, yeah, he yeah. looked like um, the Goonies, you know, who um, <laughs> sloth from the Goonies. <laughs> and his whole head was like twisted sideways, his ears <laughs> yeah. were out. Um, I love that yeah, movie, the Goonies. Still amazing. Yeah. Anyway, Matty Burton scored for the Dogs. They are up 10-0 in Bundaberg versus North Queensland. Woo-hoo. Here is the upset Woo-hoo. that Jalissa... Nostradamus has, yeah. has predicted. I didn't put it in my tips, though. Oh, I hate oh, myself. So you, oh. you, you picked pick both teams. Good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did. I, well, I tipped it on the radio, but I'm not brave enough in the pub tipping comp. It's very fierce, and I'm, <laughs> I'm at the top, and I will not be beaten. Okay. Okay. Uh, anyway. anyway what Eels, pub, what Eagles. Top pub in Borrow. Oh, should we give them a call? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. They would love that. Okay. They would lose yeah. their mind. Well, you anyway, know what we should do? You yeah. should just ring up anonymously and just ask them who's winning the tipping yeah, comp. Yeah. yeah. It's you, right? You're, yeah. are you, well, yeah. I would be about th- in the top three. Oh, right. yeah. So you're not winning it. No. Okay. No, <laughs> That's ruined the whole thing. All, <laughs> All right. So I put some mayo on the yard, okay? <laughs> God. We're gonna get. Uh, we're gonna start calling and checking up. Yes. Then okay, I'm not winning. Yeah, no. yeah, good. Yeah, we called you on that. Good. <laughs> anyway, there was a huge second and a half from the Eels to set up the win. They scored 22 points in the final 25 minutes. First time the Eels have defeated the Seagulls twice in a season since 2016. Oh my goodness, how good was it to see Jake Arthur doing well? Nope. Okay. This is to your point earlier, wasn't it, Steve, that you think that this could be, well, they're saying Moses will be back earlier with a finger injury, but you reckon 
I just, the combination could be Dylan Brown and uh, Jake Arthur going well, forward. I just reckon that's the best game I've ever seen Dylan Brown play. And that individual try was, yeah. they were saying, you know, Freddie Fittler-esque. Off the left foot, bang through the short line, beat 100%. the fullback without getting touched. See the other try? try of the year. Where he, he straightened up and hit Sean Lane short. Yes, and um, backed it up. Sean Lane down that left side has been unbelievable. His offloads and work rate down that left edge has been phenomenal for Parra. When they're playing well, he's sort of the yardstick. Uh, and again, proven he, why, why he's one of the informed back rollers in the team. I think uh, sometimes when Moses is out there and he sort of takes control of the team, Dylan Brown can sit back mm. and yeah. just not and be like, oh, it's Mitchell's team. Yeah. But he just really, that was, and I, I heard Joey sort of going off about it saying, wow, Dylan Brown, how good is he? How good is he? Trying to wrap himself saying that he spent a bit of time there coaching him and whatnot. But um, mm. I, I I reckon now this time in their career, at the end of the season, if the Eels don't win the comp and they, and you're going to upgrade Moses to what, close to a million the chat was, like 850, 900. Yeah. I'd be giving that money to Dylan Brown and I'd be finding a Controversial. De- I'd be finding a hooker because yeah, Reed Marnie's Reed Marnie's calling, yeah, they've yeah. lost, yeah. So that'll be an interesting play. So it's Dylan Brown... Looking at his stats for the game, 150 run minutes, 40, ta- a massive yeah, wow. 40 tackles. Uh, Clint Gutherson also starred as well with a try, set three up. Uh, actually lives on the Northern Beaches and played, I think, his first handful of games out there. So I was just really happy to see Jake Arthur go well, set up with some nice, had nice little touches, yep. a few nice kicks because yep. he was booed by the Eels fans a fortnight ago and, you know, oh, Brad's picking his son, blah, blah, blah. Like, Brad Arthur wants to win a premiership. Mm. He doesn't want to make a career for Jake. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just so unfair what he was copying. That is hard. for Imagine being the football in Jake's shoes and, like, just knowing that that's out there, knowing that the, board, that the eyes are on you even more and people are going to be more prejudiced about your performance and yeah. then to be able to stand up and respond to critics like that. Mm. Yeah. All dibs to him. I, co- I think I co- he's... Co- sorry. I think he's um very good at actually genuinely blocking that out because he doesn't have any social media, which he'd be the only 19-year-old without social media. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, um, but yeah, he uh, it was just really good to see him him do so well. I coach my kids and they never get player of the match, even if they're player of the match. So really? I, yeah, well, you can't give your kid player of the match, right? I mean, yeah. th- these days everyone gets a goal at anyway, I don't know. But, what's the prize? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Not a lot. <laughs> Although yeah. today uh, I went and watched my daughter play in the semi-final and she lost. And the other team obviously have a way better sponsor. I heard overheard their player of the match get a $100 burger voucher. Ooh. A hundred buck burger week. In the under 10s. Are you feeding your family for the week? <laughs> nice. $100? <laughs> nice. Wow. Nice. That sounds good. Yeah, knowing now, about the obesity pem- pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in more pain for the Seagulls, uh, Kieran Foran uh, looked like he'd done his hamstring and Justin Holbrook's career. <laughs> But um, he said he'd be doubtful for next week. Um, Kieran obviously going up to the Titans and, um, yeah, Holbrook has just been resting a lot of hopes on Kieran Foran to... He just looks like a dejected human being at the moment, Holbrook. I mean, that's 10 straight. We're not talking about the Titans game, obviously, but he's uh, he is just begging for that... Uh, that bell in the 10th round just to ring and just get off and and start planning again next season. And the answer all the time is seems to be, well, you know, we've got experience coming next year in Kieran four and like when he would have been stressed to see that. Do you know what I I noticed in this Manly game was the lack of Cherry Evans. Um, Mm -hmm. Cherry Evans has been enormous all the way through origin in origin, came back from, from man to to Manly from the origin. He had um, something like no runs, Yep. Um, barely any metres gained. Mm. He's, yeah, his king game. Generally, you're looking at him, he's got a 40-20 or there's a special bomb. I mean, he was actually, you know, hitting off the side of the belly of the ball and 
Gutho in the back three really stood up really well. I think Sevo did a great job. Waka Blake um, on the edge uh, was also amazing. His 150th game scored a great try. So I think Parramatta answered critics because they'd been so hot and cold, hadn't they? Produced these great performances against Penrith. Then they'll turn up against the Dogs or West Tigers <laughs> the week after and just get you know flogged by 30. And you're like, yeah. you just hate supporting them. But this was you know one of the more consistent ones. And against a manly team who had a lot to play for in Brookvale, uh, who put in a great performance against the Roosters the week before, only lost by 10 and having seven blokes back. They had a lot to play for, Desi's team. And and, and, and Parramatta showed why they are you know a top-class team and worthy of the top four, Julissa. Yeah, the Seagulls now, they're in 10th and they're uh, four points out of the top eight. So it's uh, they're going to have a really struggle on the run home. Let's listen to Des Hasler and what he had to say about that. Just a tough ask from there, isn't it, to win four from four to make the finals? Oh, I think we, realistic, it gives ourselves a chance. Uh, I haven't done the math, but you know, anything less is not going to, it's not going to work. You'll never lose the faith, but what gives you the belief that you can win the next four? I think this, we've got the uh, the players uh, to do it, and uh, yeah, we just have to find uh, uh, find a way, and we just have to win. Yeah, we're certainly in a position to win tonight. Uh, Para won the game, they played well, uh, but we were in a position to win it, uh, and we didn't. And we can't afford to do that. Yeah. Certainly can't. Now, the other game was Storm 32, defeated the Titans 14. Cameron Munster with a hat trick. Late change to the lineup with Munster starting at fullback. First time Munster has started at half at halfback since round one, 2018. Lazy, three tries, four goals, 252 run metres, and nine tackle busts. Is, do you reckon it's a position he could continue to play? Again, Sugarcane, um, as Joel was saying through the week, that they should push him in there when they're having all these spine issues, is in that Munster should go. He started there, right? Yeah. In his at, career? Well, that's, yeah. 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 Um, and has moved into the six and made it his own. But, geez, I mean, wow. What, I mean, what a move. What a play. If you can got someone so versatile to come in. Uh, and play at fullback. Will that be a position that he can play until the end of the year? I guess we'll have to wait and see. Well, Hughes is going to be one to two weeks on the sidelines. He's got a shoulder injury, joins the growing storm injury list. Um, Brandon Smith is on report for that hip drop tackle. He got a fine and he's obviously just returned from a three-game suspension. So not the return he would have wanted either. Titans now with 10 straight losses, yet to win on the road this season. They, they, they. You're right. Justin Holbrook just wants this to end. <laughs> yeah, this is the mercy rule. <laughs> well, yeah. a, a big watch out of this game for me as a Newcastle Knights fan was the performance of Cooper Johns. Um, yeah. yeah. So Newcastle Solid performance wasn't it? Hundred percent. Newcastle no halves next. Year, you know yeah. they're going to have Clune and Clifford. Yeah. Milford not on the radar. Newcastle needing to sign some halves. Um, next year at Melbourne, Troy Pezzett, uh it's not Troy. Troy Pez is his dad. He's jo- Jonah Pezzett. Yeah. Um, He's in the 30 already, and he's a halfback. He's a New South Wales 19 halfback. You'd have to think that he will be the one that comes ahead of Cooper Johns yeah. in, in the ranking. Had a really solid game, pushed him around the field, looked dangerous. If I'm Newcastle, I'm putting a Johns back in the seven. Getting him in there. Yeah. Got Joey up there to coach him. It's his well, uncle. Well, again, is this something that you can see happening, say, from a – let's say it doesn't work out for the coach. Are you seeing this – Matt Johns, Andrew Johns, coaching <laughs> dream uh, up there with the Knights. Is that something that, you know, is, yeah, that, is, that, is that the dream? I don't know. We You know, Monday morning they're like, Where, where's the coaches? <laughs> <laughs> they haven't showed up again. Someone go and check Fanny's uh, nightclub. You know? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> oh, you don't know Fanny's nightclub? Uh, no. Um, it's been, recently been renamed and during COVID it was the Shocking. biggest uh, super spreader event in Australian COVID oh. history or maybe the world. 
um, where something like 280 cases came out of uh, oh, the Yeah, no, I remember. Yeah. I just didn't know the name of it. No. Yeah. yeah, it used to be called Fanny's Nightclub, and um, worse things have been have come out of there than COVID. Don't, don't worry. Yeah. I, t- <laughs> I tell you what, our text line is getting riled yeah, up. Yeah, what a oh, yeah, yeah, Brandy V. Smith, the right. um, SEN fight morning tomorrow. Backing Brandy all the way on this. Melbourne Storm were the leaders in wrestling, no doubts. And Cam Smith said on SEN Wrestling and Storm go together and he has no problem with that. God, people love their caps locks today. I love it. <laughs> Checkmate Grub. Oh, Paulie from West Wallsend. Oh, that's Newcastle. Yeah, Is that Newcastle? Yeah, that's... Ah, yeah. I need a trip to Newcastle. I need to get my... Don't get go to West Walls then. Yeah, oh, just, uh, no, I'm going to see Paulie. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for texting in, Paulie. I'm not sure, Your Honour, that Mr. Smith is a credible witness as he still doesn't believe there was no salary cap scandal. Jaws. Yeah. Which year was it on a salary cap from <laughs> 2005 to 2011? <laughs> this is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil. Join Robson Civil Projects jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. Stack and go. The West Tigers and the Knights, what are you gearing up for? Philly? That's why you tuned out because this game doesn't interest you at all. <laughs> and I think. I know it does I, on SEN. Oh, uh, yes, of it course. It does well, on SEN. You just. I know. I think it's the game of the round. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to call it. I'm not even joking. I, I've, I'm. Look, I'm going to throw it out there. The Knights have been disgraceful in the last mm. few weeks, and I'm a Knights fan, a diehard. Uh, uh, no matter how bad the club goes, I'm still, still a Knights fan. Um, so we win you today. Happening? Good. We, You're seeing it. Yeah, we win today. Well, I'm gearing up to watch, and I've been really impressed with the uh, Tigers. You know, last week against the Broncos was one of their impressive performances, and of course they're going to be losing Jackson Hastings. However, I really enjoy Jock Madden. And uh, Adam Dewey last week in the mm. halves. Adam Dewey just brings this level of fire, strength. He's you know he's got great size, great ball handling skills. Like I'm so excited to see him back on the football field. Of course, he's a, an SEN friend, but I think he's going to get better and better. Um, I would love for the Knights to get a win. I mean, it's like you know when the West Tigers were struggling and they beat <laughs> Parramatta. Well, I'm gearing up for hopefully a, a, a good performance or a solid performance from the Knights, but I just can't see it happening the way they're playing footy at the moment. I am gearing up for Tom Freebarn. He's getting his NRL debut off the bench. He's nice. A, he's a great story. He's 26 years old, um, and he is finally uh, getting his debut. And he was talking during the week. Um, he did a press conference and. Um, I got to interview him, interview him, and he was talking about how uh, he, they left his name till last to announce. Oh. Um, Brett did, and um, he was sitting there going, "One of the boys is going to make the debut," and he never even thought that it was him. And then his name got read out. Oh, and, that's great! And he was tears, and he called his fiance, and it, he was just a wonderful Special story. Special moment. Yeah, really lovely moment. Um, the Knights are desperate to end their four-game losing streak. Mm. As a Knights fan, Steve. I'm happy for Tom, but um, I'm hoping he has a bad day <laughs> in his debut. Um, mm. Yeah, look, at, you know, Newcastle usually dodge the press. Being up the freeway, um, the Sydney media... <laughs> Just d- doesn't travel. It don't, no. Like, he, it, there's been a lot of stuff that's gone up. Like, when Joey Johns was running a mark when he was playing back up in the Newcastle days, the Sydney press just never got wind carrier, of a lot of it. The carrier pigeon just didn't get there into That's right. <laughs> they, they put the walls up around town and... Um, that it's been a full pile on to the Knights in the last week, right? They've, imagine, they've yeah. copped it deluxe everywhere. Every Long time I turned team, the, yeah. the radio on, everyone talked yeah, about it. Yeah, we led with it on Friday. It was the lead of my story. Cl- Big Clem and Adam O'Brien coming out and the four premiership thing, which was quite embarrassing for me as a fan for him to say stuff like that. You don't say stuff like that. You just, look, it's been a very tough year. I would say, hopefully, if I'm the coach this week, just to free things up a little bit, they look overcoached. 
they look very technical. And I know that Adam O'Brien in previous jobs, that was his job as assistant coach, was to be very technical. Structured, yeah. I feel like they just need to... Let's, yeah. let's have a little bit of fun today, boys. Off. Yeah, that's let's... what the dogs are four from six. They're yep. ten all here at halftime. That's exactly what's happened since Barrett's gone. That's no dig on Barrett's coaching. No, but since Potter's come in, you can watch these guys throwing the ball around, playing a little bit more instinctually. Um, you know, we're seeing great combinations work, and that's what you tend to feel. And yeah. then you combine that with the press of like, well, the coach is coming out saying, "Well, I'm going nowhere." I know what you blokes are saying. There's this bit of a divide. You know, you want to bring the boys together. You know, you have a lock in, you have a few beers, you sort it all out, and then you go out there and go, "You know what? Let's enjoy the last few weeks yep. to set up next season." Bradman Best is back, which is important. Absolutely. Um, who's I think a, a superstar in that team. So you know, again, I, I, I'm really hoping for a good performance, but I just can't see them uh, uh, winning. But you know, I hope I do. It's but, in, it's interesting within the team. I look at the Knights team. And say Tex Hoy's your fullback. Tex Hoy next year is off to the Super League. Yep. Um, there's a kid in reserve, great Mackenzie Baker. Yep. Do yourself a favour and Google him. He's of the Bambaba ilk. Um, real high oh. energy, floats around. <laughs> what a bad comparison, mate. Yeah. Well, obviously not Bambaba, but no, no. Like he's a star. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He scores a lot of tries. I messaged the assistant coach, and he told me that he's a lazy <laughs> trainer. And I, this was my response. You know, sometimes I've played footy with kids who are absolute superstars on the field. They're just not trainers. They just don't like training. They're lazy. But come game time, they play footy. Turn it on. Yeah. When you've got a fullback who's going to the Super League next year and you've got a winger who's going to the Dolphins and a couple of other 5'8 who's going to the Dolphins, is it not time now when your season's over to give a kid a go who might save your career? I don't think you can be an untrainer. If you're training If you're training six days a week, I find it quite hard to be a non-training player. <laughs> like it's your job for six days a week. Anyway. Well, that was NRL Crunch Time. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Tomorrow from 6am, breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. Maddie Johns and Cam Smith going to be huge after (laughs) after crunch time today. Coverage of the West Tigers and Knights, Mark Braybrook and Gary Belcher with the call. Thank you for listening. We'll speak to you next week. 60 years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. The Isuzu MUX is born to tow. This is NRL Crunch Time. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.